Hello, hello, beautiful people, and welcome to the Watchlist Burn Book Podcast. Hey! It is our first episode of this brand new year, in the year of our Lord, L-O-R-D-E, 2021. <laughs> Happy New Year! Happy New Year to everyone around the globe listening to us. Hello, hello. Um... We are going to start off this year with another installment of our Breaking Bad series. We have officially hit season four. We are almost there. We are almost done. And who, where else to start on our coverage of season four then with the baddest bitch of them all <laughs> gus fring played by none other than giancarlo esposito uh, the king of this season yeah this Just, was his season oh uh, i can't say nothing bad about gus Really, I I love him so much. And I think that this season is such a great one in terms of character. Mm -hmm. Just like, yeah, just characterization, just a story. Yeah, I love that we got all of his backstory. Mm -hmm. I love that we finally unlocked everything that happened to him in Mexico. We still don't know anything from Chile. Is that where he's from? Yeah, he's from Chile. Yeah. Um, we haven't learned any of that, and I don't know if we ever will, which is a little bit of a bummer, but it was great seeing where his story with the cartel started, and then, like, the whole arc it took, and then, like, the very end where he finally took out all of them. Ooh, so satisfying. Yeah, I agree. I, I really liked, um... Because I don't know, I feel like sometimes with flashback episodes for this show, they can be kind of hit or miss for me. But I liked this one um, where it like the majority of the episode is flashbacks. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's episode eight. That sounds right. Whatever episode it is, it's called <laughs> Hermanos. <laughs> and it's like, it's, it's just, it's really good because we, we see... Gus and his beef with Hector mm-hmm. um, in like various forms in the present day. And then we get to see where it initiates in the past and with, I think his name is Don Eladio. Yeah. Um, who gets killed in the, oh, I loved that. That party. <laughs> that was so good. The fact that he and Mike had that whole thing planned. I know. That was incredible. And I think that was what something I like loved about this season, which we'll get to later, was just being able to see all of Gus's thinking for the first time in the show. Because mm-hmm. he was so elusive up until this point. But like this season, we just dove, in. we were finally able to like dive into all of his planning and like how he thinks through things and like how he, honestly, how he like fibs and like only tells you what he, what you need to know. He never lies. I love that. He never lies. He just says half-truths in order to get whatever needs to be done, done. Ugh. Obsessed. (laughs) Just obsessed. Yeah, I agree. I like that we get to see, you know, that he's always been cunning, 
it's just like it's taken time to get him to this level of ruthlessness like he didn't start out that way mm-hmm. um like he's just he he's always been smart um cuz he was dealing to the cartel back before he was even working with them even though he was like no i was just trying to get <laughs> your attention and it's like no gus <laughs> You're not slick. <laughs> and I loved that. I loved that he just wasn't so, like a perfect mastermind straight out of the gate. I like that we got to see the growth of him like taking over this distribution industry and like becoming a kingpin and how it like genuinely like took him 20 years in order to be as successful as he is, which is good to see because like like in media when there's like somebody who's in Gus's position, like we never get to see how they got there just they had like something tragic happen and that like they're immediately really good at what they do so it was nice to see that he was not good at what he does and that he's now really good at what he does i think i think it serves as a good foil to walt too because he's somebody who thinks like the success is you know immediately guaranteed to me Mm-hmm. because of the things that I'm doing and Gus is like no <laughs> that's not how it works and I yeah I like that it's like I think I read an article somewhere about how this season is a lot like everybody playing chess against each other and constantly just like checkmating each other mm-hmm. and I was like hmm yeah I could see that oh that's absolutely the deal which is why oh, which is why I love this season <laughs> I love stuff like that. I love I love games of cat and mouse, but I also love when you as a viewer get to play along with them and it was it was so much fun trying to figure out what Giancarlo Esposito was going to do and like what he was going to plan, especially since like he as an actor is so good at sort of like hinting with his eyes. <laughs> so weird it sounds so weird but yes he's, he's like so good at like micro expressions and like I, I really think about that scene where Jesse's talking to him in the hospital and like Jesse mentions that Brock was poisoned and like he goes through like 40,000 different thoughts at like one time and then he just eventually says something to Jesse oh it's so good mm-hmm. it's so good that I like that um, and immediately followed after that when he goes to the parking lot mm-hmm. um, and he's about to go to his car and he just senses that something's wrong and you just watch him just like think. <laughs> and I was like, I never would have thought that I'd be that fascinated by watching somebody just like have a, a sense of foreboding. But right. the way that it's done is it's yeah, it's executed really well. Because he does everything with purpose. Mm-hmm. Ugh, and that's what makes it so good. Yeah, <laughs> I so agree. It's so int- intentional. Even the moments leading up to his death, which with- was good, but yeah. sad. Yeah. I hated it. I loved that we got to see this whole beef with him and Hector. I love that Hector came back. I love that he started off as like a little bit of a one-off character and then became so important to the plot. Um, I hate that they both had to die because I loved seeing both of them 
Hector and Gus do just about anything. But um, yeah, ugh, I, I ate their beef up. It was so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I liked it too. I liked that it, it was so personal for so many reasons. And it, it just like was just because it was this big just like payback war between the both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, starting with Gus's friend, I think his name was Max. Yeah. Um, his Max getting killed by Hector, even though it wasn't Hector's decision. Um, it was in order, but you know, still like that. Then basically, Gus, not Gus, always, but you know, Gus making sure that all of Hector's family's dead. You're right. <laughs> And his allies. And then Hector being like, haha, got you, bitch. I'm going to kill you and me. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and like finally looking at him when he knew he was going to kill him. Ugh, that was great. The two pettiest bitches alive, really. Even though they aren't alive anymore, but they were. <laughs> and they're still going to be the pettiest bitches there. Probably in the whole show. <laughs> Nobody does it like them. Nobody. Nope. I can't, like, keeping a grudge for that long and then just completely decimating an entire cartel. Just to get back at him. Waiting, like, 20 years to become successful enough to, like, take over the cartel's position and then wiping them out. Like, how? Who Who else is that petty? Who else in the world is that petty? <laughs> yeah, this was, um... I'm, I'm gonna miss... I'm really gonna miss Gus. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I never really thought of him. I know he's supposed to be like this like big looming threat, you know, for Walter and for Jesse and for basically everybody involved. But I don't know. I just, I never wanted to think of him as like, this is the guy in the show I'm supposed to hate. So I'm sad to see him go. Which is why, um, uh, damn, who's the who's the creator of this? Vince Gilligan is mm-hmm. his name? Yeah. Just why he's like, he's so good. Because he really does make Gus like so much, I'm just going to say so much better than Walt. <laughs> that like, even though he is kind of the antagonist, I guess, especially in this season, like, you're still rooting for him, you know? And like, I'm always going to be bummed out that like somehow Walt got the upper hand and like took him out, which. I, mm-hmm. I don't know how that happened uh i got some thoughts about that but um same yeah yeah he will this be is a gus spring stan account <laughs> yes it is yes it is all right so for our next segment remember that cold open from season two that we talked about forever ago it's a song called Negro y Azul and it's um just this whole ballad that really just gave you know a nice little plot synopsis of things to come um and we we thought it was really cool uh we wanted to bring it back because we thought it would be would it be cool to just kind of check in on things that have happened things that haven't um Looking back at it, what I didn't realize is that it's 
super it's super central on like what happened in season two mm-hmm. i.e with like tuco and crazy eight dying and then like the cartel coming back to to um take out heisenberg walt which i guess that happened in season three right hank had a hit on him in season three yeah um but i don't know it makes me think that this is gonna this whole thing is gonna come back and like apply to the entirety of season five just because this is uh, season five is going to be the opportunity for like heisenberg in quotes to like actually fully be in control of the market instead of like just his um instead of just his meth being like just dominating said market so it kind of it kind of makes me wonder if there's still people in the cartel that are going to come back and take out walt that was a question that i had too because i was like you know the cartel never really got to Walt specifically. They got to like, yeah, they got to Hank and Hank really did almost die. And they like, they, they spooked Walt, but he kind of ended up working for them for a while because he was cooking for Gus and Gus was doing business with them. Um, And so I was like, you know, for a minute, it was kind of like y'all were running alongside each other um Uh but now i'm wondering which i don't know if gus has anybody who would like want to avenge him because he's he really seems like he doesn't really make friends um but i'm wondering like if somebody will try to come after walt because gus is gone Mm. or even like see on that my first thought is like mike is gonna do something but there's no guarantee because didn't Mike we we left Mike in Mexico. He never came back. Cause he was yeah. still he was still recovering. So I mean in that regard, Mike is still a loophole, so will he go off to whoever the highest bidder is, and i.e. the highest bidder being whoever's left of the cartel at this point? Or I don't know. My initial thought is that he was going to in trying to be Gus, Walt was going to cause so many problems that, like, somebody in the cartel was going to come back. Especially since, like, in assuming Gus's role, I guess he also, Walt would also get all of the heat with taking out the big players of the cartel. It just, I feel like there's somebody that has to be left over there who's going to come out of the with the word woodwork and cause <laughs> problems, you know? I don't know, yeah. I think, I think so, too. He thinks that he's beat the final boss, but I don't think so. And I don't know who who it is, but I'm kind of excited because if there's somebody worse than Gus out there, hell yeah. (laughs) New fave, I'm calling it right now. All right. Uh, It is now time for us to go on to the other lesser man of the hour. Mr. Mr. Walter White, who I will say also had a very big season this season. Um, We got a lot of depth from him that we have not seen. We got to see him at like real true rock bottom this season, which I, I enjoyed not out of like a weird (laughs) sadistic way. I don't know. I liked that all of, this deep trauma in Walt bubbled to the surface. I hate that it took like 
12 out of the 13 episodes to get through, but I do like that we got to see all of that stuff. I guess between like him and his father and like how that's coming out, how that like came out with him and Junior and him with Jesse. I thought that was fascinating. Yeah, I'd, I'd say I'd agree with that. I thought it was wild to me that it took him four seasons to open up to his child finally. <sighs> um, right. <laughs> and on top of that, him needing to get his ass beat because of like for that to even happen. I was like, really? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Is it you need to be you need to be drugged? or or beaten you know within an inch of your life to to be vulnerable with your feelings because we also talked about this in the fly episode in season three with jesse when he's finally you know being honest about jane kind of Mm -hmm. and we're like wow that's so surprising wall look at you What is it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I I absolutely hate that he needs to like fuck up his relationship with Jesse in order to be emotionally vulnerable with his own son. Like mm. <sighs> speak on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um especially cuz um like that's that bit where he's half out and like junior puts him to bed and he goes see you later jesse or whatever yes i will i will carry that with me until the end of time a because brian cranston is really good but (laughs) b it just it makes you think about how walt thinks that he has a better father-son relationship with jesse who he like emotionally manipulates than like with his son who he's like a semi-father to (laughs) so like it, it makes you it makes you like really stop and think about what walt considers fatherhood to be mm-hmm and it just i don't even know if i can like vocalize all of my feelings on it it's just it's heavy it, it's heavy and it just makes you sit back and like just have to stop and think about everything that walt's done thus far and then we got that like great that great little monologue about him and his father which i don't know it drove me bonkers it drove me bonkers that like instead of really thanking junior for helping him he had to bring it back to like his own personal image yes you can't you you can't try to like insert yourself into people's lives as like a guardian or a a parental figure and and only be concerned with yourself and about you know what yeah what happens like how that how you're being viewed or portrayed because just like worrying that your kid is gonna remember you is weak and whatever weak and a mess and that's what he couldn't stand. And I, I love that after that, Junior turned around and was like, yeah, um, I don't care about what happened to you last night. If I had to hate on something, it's the fact that you've been a dick for the past year. Which, I mean, finally, like other MVP of the season, Junior. I love him. <sighs> His little PT cruiser. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. Him so asking cute. for a Dodge Challenger at first. Oh, God. If you're gonna buy me off, buy me off. <laughs> he's done a lot of he's had a lot of learning time. He's done a lot of realizing. Um 
He's so funny. But like at the same time, like I love that like Junior had all those little moments, but I really, he wanted something different from his father and I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think so either. Yeah, which which sucks, which sucks because all of those times were like he and Junior were talking and then that poor kid was like on the verge of tears. We have all of those and then like the next scene is just like them going back to normal life. So it's like it doesn't even matter what these, what like, either of these two people say to each other it's not going to change anything in their relationship and that kind of sucks granted i don't know if junior should keep giving walt second third fourth fifth chances but it sucks that he's like trying and it's still not gonna do anything yeah i agree i i also kind of want junior to just be like you know what i'm i'm over you i'm over this like this is just gotten to a point where it's 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 too much you are too much and i but at the same time he is 16 so i get it like at that age still even though you are a teenager you you do still look to your parents to kind of yeah just be there when you need support and walter who's convinced that he's like, I don't know, dad of the year for making the sacrifices that he's made, even though he's also sacrificed time with his family is, yeah, I don't know. And then trying to like pseudo adopt Jesse when Jesse never, literally never asked for that. It's just, it's like every time Jesse's like, leave me alone. And Walt's just like, no, <laughs> like, what do where do you get off, dude? Can you le- stop? Yeah, like I can't I can't believe it took Jesse beating the absolute shit out of him to like yield results. But at the same time, it didn't. No. Which is messed up, which is horrible because Jesse is like never going to be free of that. Probably ever. I don't know, unless Walt dies and then maybe maybe he'll finally be free of that. But he, he didn't ask for any of that. He looked, he maybe looked up to Walt for like part of season one, but like he's been such a dick to him all the time that God, I don't know. I don't know. I do like that that growth has happened where Jesse realizes that he's not a good person. Um, It took long enough. I'm glad it, I'm glad it happened. It's good on his part. Junior will eventually get there. Although I still, I still want Jesse to stop protecting Walt. Like, mm-hmm. Being like, if you kill him, you know, I don't want to work with him. He's dead to me. But if you kill him, I won't cook for you. Like, that's still telling people that you obviously care about him. And it's like, not even for like a morality's sake. It's just it like in that game, it unfortunately still said that he was willing to go back to him because he was he still had loyalty to him, which which showed in how the end of season four happened so it's a it's a bummer you know what before we get too bummed out let's uh (laughs) rant because i do want to yell about one of the like i guess like fan favorite moments of the season not my favorite (laughs) be clear (laughs) but that whole scene where walt and skylar are talking about um it's like right after walt told Hank Loki that I mean didn't directly tell Hank that he was Heisenberg but basically did um and then Skylar is like I think you're scared like I think you want to get caught he's like no (laughs) how dare you imply that I could show fear 
I am the one who causes fear. I am the one who not like shut up. I am the danger. Oh, I hate it. Oh, <laughs> you are not the ruthless feared killer that you think you are, bitch. And the only reason that you become that is because you literally like do the worst, like the worst things. Which makes me so mad because Walt is not a smart guy. Walt thinks he's smart and scary and like the danger or whatever because he thinks that like everyone else thinks through things like him and then when he like thinks around that and like when he like anticipates what he thinks people are gonna do and he does his own thing like that's he he ends up getting like thrown off guard because like Mm -hmm. the other people don't think like him so he's not smart he just thinks that everyone else thinks like him and like unfortunately I hate that that's how he got Gus in the end. Because, like, he he shouldn't have. He, he really shouldn't have. Gus was such a heavy hitter for so long that I hate that, like, his little one instance of revenge is what got, is, is how Walt got him. Because, like, that was some, that, that was, like, a dirty play that, like, Walt would have done if he, he was in Gus's position, you know? And that's the only way that, like, he was able to take out Gus. So, I just, ugh. And I, he wouldn't have been able to do it if it wasn't for Jesse. Exactly. Exactly. Because Jesse's the one who told him that he goes to see Hector because he took him. Yeah, it's it's so frustrating. Oh it's God. so frustrating because Walt is never slick. <laughs> He's not slick. He's never been slick. We've been like, saying it since season one. He just has an ego. <laughs> he literally runs from the situations that he puts himself in and then tries to pretend like he's this like force of destruction and chaos and it's like yeah because you you manipulate things to the like the most catastrophic extent. Yeah. And and so then of course it it just like explodes into disaster because you push it there in like Thinking that he fixes things, he just makes everything worse. I hate you. I hate you. (laughs) I have never hated a main character like this. (laughs) Yeah. Which I guess is why I like this season so much, because there's so much of the season where you just don't even have to look at him, you know? (laughs) There's so much of the season that's just Skylar being an icon, or like Jesse hanging out with Mike, which is exhilarating. And then you like sometimes see walt having a crisis and then messing something up so it was nice just seeing a lot less of walt do horrible things agreed god one one more season one more season and then he might even die too which you know how satisfying that's gonna be you know if it was satisfying like watching jesse go to town on him it's gonna be like really it's gonna be good when he dies which is so bad to say but i I hope so. I am praying to whatever is out there, please. Yeah. <laughs> and I know the season's been made. It was made years ago. There's nothing I can do to change it, but please. <laughs> okay, so for our next segment, we thought it would be cool to talk about some of the big moments in this season because um, it is a very plot driven season um and sometimes I don't know if you felt this way Jackie but for me it was I've I've felt myself getting bogged down a bit 
and just there was just a lot happening story-wise that sometimes I would zone out a bit so it was it was nice not necessarily nice for the people involved but nice when like big things happen because <laughs> it really got my attention I I'll agree to that um I feel like the season was slow to start mm-hmm. um but definitely when Jesse was taken out with Mike that one day and then Walt was trying to figure out if he was going to die or not for me like that's when the season picked up and then like it was just high speed until the end because it was just a season full of Walt trying to get Gus and then Gus would like be 10 steps ahead of him and then like Hank was also flanking everybody and then Jesse was in the center of it so I, I I like that it was that it was busy on that end because I was like I said earlier I just spent the whole season trying to figure out what everybody was gonna do so like when those big moments hit I I was just sort of like screaming and yelling because I like thought I knew what was gonna happen and I didn't know what was gonna happen <laughs> like the whole like the whole end like when they reveal that like Walt was the one that poisoned Brock did you catch that did you not catch that I not. did I did I caught it when I saw the flowers mm-hmm. in his yard and I remembered Jesse saying Lily of the Valley and I was like wait a minute mm-hmm when did you do that? <laughs> when did he? I don't know when he found the time to do that. I still don't know. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. What like what, okay? What tipped me off a little bit about that was just how like every scene with him just seemed a little. It just felt a little off. Did you did you get that? Yeah. Like when Jesse went over to his house and like nearly killed him i just i felt like yes it was crafty because i mean walt was right that like did sound like something gus would do but like also a everything walt said just sounded a little fishy and like b i i could not convince myself that like gus had killed a kid you know so like when that happened i was a little i was a little off kilter and then yeah I, I was just like a little hesitant and then like at the end when they revealed that like that was the flower pot that like the gun that Walt was spinning around pointed to I was screaming. <laughs> oh my god. Mhm. Mhm. Oh, I didn't even notice that part. Yeah. Oh wow. Damn it. You know what? Not this oh. Mm. Right. Ooh. Right. Because, yeah, I also had a hard time believing that Gus killed a kid. But then at the same time, I was like, you know, Walt usually is paranoid, but he was actually right about a lot of the things that he was predicting that Gus was doing with Jesse. And so then I was like, oh, okay, maybe he's right. And that sucks because I didn't think that Gus would like involve children because he hasn't before. And he made a big deal about, you know, the fact that Andrea's brother was killed in the first place in season three because he was like stop using kids you know Mm -hmm. so i was like oh it's not him but then who did it and it's our favorite bitch to hate 
Although the next moment on our list, I will say, is a good Walt moment. Probably my favorite Walt moment. Um, when Skylar comes home and he's looking for the money to pay the guy that's going to help them disappear because he's warned Hank that Gus is going to kill him, even though Gus said don't. Um, and he finds out that Skylar gave all the money to Ted and he just starts cackling on the floor. I thought that was incredible that was incredible and like the way they filmed it too just made it fantastic but um yeah in that moment uh not only was i also screaming because that was a great convergence of plot lines um but in that moment i had the little thought of maybe this is why people hate skylar and then i stopped and i was like walt is the one that has nearly killed his family several times mm -hmm. so like you can you can hate skylar for like spending all this money on ted who we can get to in a second but like her her making that little flub in judgment like does not compare to everything that walt has ever done you know yeah so that that being said, it was great having everybody try who's like trying to fix their own things like clash and then realize that they can't fix the same thing. And that it was also great seeing Walt have a complete meltdown. <laughs> Very satisfying. I I I liked the um the the shots that they showed like of Skylar's horrified face and then him just yeah. like just like losing it and then and then juxtaposing that with then Marie calling and being like mm -hmm. I don't know what's going on but Hank is in danger we need to we help and all of it like the the chaos to tear the panic just building into a crescendo mm -hmm. it was a good moment it was great to have all of that come together and then still have like two episodes left where like 20 other things happened yeah you know because <laughs> like that felt like such a end of season everything screwed what are we gonna do moment that like it was wild to see that that wasn't even like the lowest point that needed to be fixed yeah <laughs> wow that's true speaking of low moments that need to be fixed um ted's arc oh, this God. season skylar skylar fixing his audit was probably one of the best things i've ever seen in my entire life <laughs> um that's so good <laughs> That was incredible. She put the team on her back and she made it happen. She she fixed everything. So like I hate I hate that for her the only option after that was like giving him all that money and then he proceeded to like pitch a fit about it and mm -hmm. then have such a wayward moral compass that like <laughs> like all of this for some cars? For some luxury cars? Yeah, like that and his whole thing where he was like I can't take your money and pay off the IRS because you have dirty money and plus I have like 40,000 other bills to pay so I'm not going to take your bad money when I've been laundering money myself for a decade <laughs> and then when he when he gets the money in as like a donation or you know basically like a tax-free kind of thing because it's a death benefit mm -hmm. um <laughs> you know so it's just free money. He's like, oh, I won't pay off my debt right. because then I won't have any more money. <laughs> right. I'm going to turn around and use this money to like start my business again so I can have other money that I can launder. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like for a show where everyone has like a skewed moral compass, I think his was like really rough. <laughs> yeah. And then him just like trying to run for it and then <laughs> giving himself... A 
a terrible brain injury, you know? I shouldn't be laughing, but the comedic timing on that was <laughs> impeccable. Just, is it worth it? No. No. None of it was worth it. None of it was worth it, Ted. All right. So what better way to close off our discussion than with a little batch of some season five predictions? Since the end of season four was tied up so neatly and like a cute little bow and everything was fixed and everyone went home happy-ish. <laughs> um, what could possibly happen on the final season, right? I I mean, we've we've been saying it since our first episode Hopefully, Walter White will die, but we don't know. Because really, who's to say the fact that this bitch um, is actually doing very well health-wise, you know, so we can't count on natural causes. Because he's, I mean, he's not old, so, like... (laughs) He's, um, he's, he'll be all right, which, you know, I'm, I'm happy that he's not in pain. Like, I'm, I'm not saying, I really don't want people to think like, oh God, Evie is just so mean and hateful. Like she just wants him to die a super painful death. I just don't want him around. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'll agree to that. I, I want it. I just want him over. (laughs) Yeah. I just feel like cancer would be better for everyone involved instead of like, you know, work affiliated death because that could be real painful for him because he's pissed off a lot of people it'll it'll suck for everyone involved if it's work related i don't know i'm starting to think that he's gonna come out of remission just because he was spending a lot of time hacking this whole this whole season that like some little part of me thinks that he's it's gonna come back and that's gonna like it's we're gonna figure that out or i guess he's gonna learn it like right right the end and then it's just gonna take him out before he does something that's like really really important career-wise which will be so frustrating but it will be so satisfying as a viewer you know i definitely think that well i mean we kind of know this um because el camino exists so we know that jesse has a story after this um but something will happen between the two of them where they you know are not together anymore what it is i'm not sure yet but somebody getting a hold of jesse like and like kidnapping him or something i feel like has Mm. to be the only way that they would really be separated like either it's arrest or kidnap you know it makes me wonder if walt's gonna misstep and then he's gonna it's gonna end up getting pinned on jesse Mm. yeah and jesse takes the fall maybe yeah Oh, I yeah. hate when he martyrs himself. I know it's so sad. He deserves so much better. <laughs> we kind of we kind of touched on the fact that we're gonna have a new villain clearly come season five, or I guess like a new antagonist. So who do you who do you think is gonna get that title? I don't know. I feel like it has to be somebody else involved in drug running, hmm. whether it's like a new kingpin or like a new gang of people like maybe if it isn't even the cartel but like a mob or something which i don't even know what mobs are running in new mexico but like (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i mean okay so gus gus had a lot of territory so it could be anybody in like the southwest that's true that is true. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah, I'm thinking just some kind of organized. I'm. I still feel like organized crime will be the realm 
that Walt will continue to operate in. Mm-hmm. Although I don't know how far he'll get because I also feel like Hank is getting really close to figuring out what's going on. Yeah, I think I think the DEA is going to be the big threat mm. in season five. Just because Hank pretty much figured everything out. And then on top of that, nobody believed him until Gus was caught in Hector's room and they both died. And then like immediately the DEA was like, oh shit, maybe maybe Hank was onto something. Maybe we should put him in charge of something and figure it out, you know? And Walt is never Walt is never great at cleaning things up. So even though they did like bomb the super lab slash laundry establishment, it makes me think that like something's gonna come back and bite him in the ass. Yeah. I think so too. And it'll be like probably something super minor, like like the was it a napkin or a bag from Polios? <gasps> a napkin. Yeah, but that was left in Gail's apartment. Like something yes. super tiny like that that I feel like either Hank or somebody from the DEA will come across and they'll just be like, Wow. Which was like the clue of the century. I was not prepared for that reveal. Ooh, that was wild. So I I hope we get more of those in season five. Yeah, I think so too. I also am sad to say that I think Skylar is um, done with her. Fuck you, Walt. I'm gonna take care of this family thing. I'm sad to say I think that's gone. Mm-hmm. Especially after giving Ted all that money and then learning that like, that could have been used to save the family. Well, actually, I don't know. I don't know if she learned that. Did she? Mm-mm. So... Because he never really was honest about the fact that they themselves were in danger. True. Like, he hinted at it, and I think she assumed that they were. Like, I think she assumed that this was more than Hank. But, yeah, because when uh, Hector and Gus died, she was asking, you know, like, are we okay now? And he's like, I won. Yeah, which I still hate. <laughs> And I was like, oh, shut up. But I feel like after after she did spend all that money, I think she is going to start second guessing her role in like fixing things, which I think sucks because you know how many things that she's fixed like so well? It's going to it's going to suck that I feel like that's going to be a knock in her confidence and that she is going to she is going to stick with Walt, which ugh, come <sighs> on, girl. Come on. I was so, so, like, not disappointed, but, like, really? When they got, when they, like, not really got back together, but, like, kind of, you yeah. know, I was like, ugh, really? Because he sounded like he cared about you for the first time in a year. Because he thought he was going to <laughs> die. Because he thought he was dying. <laughs> and it was about him. It's not about you. It's it always is. been about him. <laughs> It is always about him. Like God. he wanted you to know that he loves you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because he is dying and he's oh. not going to come back and he needs to feel good about himself. Ugh. The end cannot come soon enough. All right. It is about that time for our Michelin stars segment of the show. So if you are not familiar with the Michelin star rating system, it is indeed a rating system used by the Michelin star tire company for restaurants. And a one star would be a restaurant that is very good. Two star is a restaurant that has excellent cooking that is worth the detour. Three stars is one with exceptional cuisine that is worth a special journey. So, 
with all of that criteria, we have decided to award Breaking Bad Season 4 with a... Drumroll, please. A three! Again! Again! Three. <laughs> Good job, Breaking Bad. You 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 worked hard for those. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This was yeah. a good season. This was a really good season, which I thought it couldn't get better than last season. But I, I this this season was just so thrilling. It was it was a really good chess game, like you said. <laughs> which I guess I'm a chess fan now, according to the show. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't Queen's Gambit that did it for you. It was this. <laughs> yep. It wasn't a show about chess. It was Breaking Bad. <laughs> Yes, the 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 hours long cat and mouse game was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I'd agree with that. It, I think, hmm, I don't know. I think season three might have been my my favorite so far, but I will say that I think this one was like a really hard hitting season for a lot of people. Like, I think I think this season was good. Like for a lot of a lot of the actors. Mm-hmm. Everyone acted their ass off in this season. Like usually, it's just Brian Cranston doing a really good job, and then everyone else will have their moments. Um, but this, like everybody, everybody got to have a lot of depth, and like everybody, everybody has the range. That's all I can say. <laughs> Proof that everybody in the cast has the range. Yeah, I. That's a good. That's yeah. That's. Our official endorsement for this season is everybody has the range. <laughs> it was just good monologue after good monologue after good monologue. It just... Ugh. Yeah, I did like the writing a lot better in terms of things that people said. Mm-hmm. Um, it like I That is one thing I will give the show is I think the writing gets better every season in... Just like the way that things unfold, the way that people talk, the relationships and how they develop or get destroyed, like it builds upon itself. And even like plot wise too, like everything just feels so carefully curated Mm -hmm. and like intentional, like you said a while back, that it just, it's refreshing. (laughs) It's refreshing because there was like a lot of care put into the way this was made and it's shown especially in like seasons three and seasons four that um i don't know it it really it really shows vince gilligan it really shows that you've put a lot of care and thought into the way walt walt's story unfolds so good job man as much as we like to shit on your main character um you created a good thing here and you should i know i know you feel proud you've you've made a lot of money off of it so you don't need to hear from us but (laughs) You don't need our humble little opinion. (laughs) Still, still, good job. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed listening, subscribe to the podcast wherever you prefer to get your podcasts at, and follow us on our socials at the Watchlist BU1 on Twitter and Instagram. If you have thoughts on this episode that you'd like to share, or if you disagree with everything that we've said, drop us a voice message on our website. On our next episode, we'll be covering His House, which is available to watch on Netflix. Happy watching, and don't forget to do the reading.